Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's the new year. It's time to develop some good habits and knock out some bad habits. Something I was able to tackle last year, maybe you could try to do it, is I no longer eat junky cereal at night or in the morning. I now go for Magic Spoon, which, you know, I love cereal growing up, and Magic Spoon gets there. It's, you know, we're trying to eat better, and you want, but you still miss, like, that fun feel of the cereal. Uh, so try if you're trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food, you can't eat the kind of fun cereals anymore. But with Magic Spoon, with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, build your own box, available flavors to build, your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Now, I like a lot of these flavors, but maple waffle, I mean, I like all of them, but they're all in various degrees, but Maple Waffle is the best one, in my opinion. So check it out. It's a great thing to have at 11 p.m. when you want to have one more meal and maybe don't want to fire up takeout or eat a bunch of ice cream. I recommend Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash ham to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. Be sure to use our promo code ham at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code HAM to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Magic Spoon. Shitheads, welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. Standing six foot two, two hundred and ninety-two pounds. The weight keeps climbing, but these episodes are aired out of order. Good luck keeping track of my body weight. The South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island. 
It's John Gabris. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly signed co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur is not in here. He's basking in the sun because he's a, a senior Boston Terrier. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first-time guest, been a fan of him for a long time, stand-up comedian and second baseman for the Los Angeles death, it's River Butcher. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this is the best intro I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> I guess if you're raised on wrestling and then start doing comedy. Hell yeah, you got to bring it in. You can't throw that away at the door. That's the point. Hell yeah, dude. What's up? What's up, River? <laughs> Welcome to High and Mighty, uh, where Thank nothing literally me. happens. Yeah, thanks for Hell talking. yeah. That's good. Honestly, these days, like, that's where I want to be is someplace where nothing happens. <laughs> yes! You know what I mean? It's just like, the I would love where a safe place happen. where nothing happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, all I want is no surprises for one None. day, please. <laughs> Make me Radiohead. No surprises. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, River, I was so stoked to have you on because yeah, one, of, one of the handful of things I know about you is yes. <laughs> uh, via being social media friends for so long is that you are an adult who plays sports. And I am an still, adult who plays sports. I'm an adult who plays children's games. You know right? what I mean? <laughs> You're a preacher, choir. And That's more, right. When I'm saying, and I want to make sure we clarify that we're talking team sports because team sports. you're not. It's not crazy to meet a 40-year-old person who's a triathlete or someone yeah. in their mid-30s who goes for who's like, I really compete in races. That's sports. Yep. But team sports where you have to like put on a uniform and have yep. equipment as a grown-up, right. it's yep. just a real interesting vibe. And whenever I run into someone who still, you know, has to stretch oh, yeah. before a big game, like <laughs> that shit means so much to me to find people that are still that means you just you love the game. You're like a hundred percent. You're risking like an ACL injury that would affect your career. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, that's why I play baseball and not like people have asked me to play like basketball and stuff. And I love basketball. I love basketball. I grew up. I like there was a point in my life where I thought basketball was what I was going to do. You know, oh, like shit. that's how much I love basketball. <laughs> but I'm just like, absolutely not. Like, I will absolutely blow out my knee playing basketball because I'll get ahead of myself. Like my brain will be like, you know what you're doing. And my body will be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I will absolutely do that. But I've been very lucky and blessed in baseball to be able to sort of pull back a little bit because it's such it's not a like back and forth, back and forth, you know. Uh, yeah. Hi, it's a, it's an explosive sport, and you can very much get hurt. I've seen a lot of my friends get hurt, so it's not like it doesn't happen. But it, it's for whatever a little reason, less I likely pull than it a back. lot. Of, yeah, it's yeah. a little less likely than flag football, which I played in Chicago in the middle of winter. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I like sports, you know. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> While we're talking about adults doing dumb, dangerous things, I. My adult sport is rugby. I play like oh I, hell yeah. Pre pandemic, I played like I mean I played men's league in New York C City in my mid to late twenties without health insurance. And oh that my is god, like yeah. A fucking spin the wheel. I'm just like that's right. That's the motorcycle <laughs> of team sports right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really so running a risk. <laughs> it it I truly someone said to me uh, back in the day I was the, and I booked hosting a game show for MTV and someone was like are you at all concerned that like you get a black eye on a weekend and you can't <laughs> shoot a TV show and I had not that had and not you were even like <laughs> I'd never thought of that at all yeah. <laughs> and I was like oh that's a oh. distinct possibility huh. I've had yeah, black that's a good eyes. idea 
Yeah. And I But isn't there moment, isn't there a thing about rugby too where like it's actually kind of safer than like full blown football because you don't have all the padding and stuff. So there's like kind of like boxing versus MMA. It's actually like safer because you don't have this additional stuff that's giving you this idea, this feeling of safety or whatever. Yeah. And so you, you actually are in a real conflict that you can make it make adjustments and stuff too as opposed to just turning your body into a javelin right well that's the thing because you can't just like spear somebody because you don't have a helmet or shoulder pads so if you if you try to do an aggressive tackle you run the risk of hurting yourself so it's a lot of what we call sure tackling like make sure you're bringing the person down so it's like a leg wrap and the person who's running into contact the game, you want it to keep moving, so getting an extra meter by fighting doesn't necessarily help. You want to oh, get, yeah, the ball set up, get the ball set up correctly. So it does have a weird safetyness. Yeah. The idea that you don't have any pads on means you're doing less dangerous stuff as well because you're not going to be like, maybe I could leap and grab this person because yeah. I, but I'm like, I don't want to land on my bare tits. It'll <laughs> hurt like hell. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but the... The fact that it was like someone pointed it out to me and that MTV job was my first real job that paid real money. And I was so ecstatic to have it. And I still wouldn't give up rugby because rugby was doing so much more for me at this point in my life because I was struggling in comedy and like in life, you know, I was a poor 20 yeah. something in New York City. And it was just like over there, there was no talk of like who's getting put on Harold teams, yeah. who booked a Conan sketch. It was just like, and maybe also if I'm being truly honest and, and activating my narcissism here a little bit it was cool to be the funniest person on the rugby team you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like oh yeah. this dude's at, and actually we should go see his comedy show you know and like, then you're like please don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't i'm actually not that good when you see the other people like there's like a period of four years where it's the funniest person on a rugby team and like the toughest person on a harold team which is again uh, like oh, that's great. not a huge victory in either <laughs> direction but a great combo though i yeah. feel like it really helps you walk through life just like <laughs> Yeah. Really, it gives me up. the dumb confidence that uh, <laughs> right. that I need of like I could do it. I'm a Renaissance man. <laughs> I'm bad at multiple things. <laughs> I love it. And what? And we're talking about what you get out of team sports, and mm-hmm. it's there's a social energy to it that is different than having drinks with friends. There's a social totally. energy that's different than green room uh, hangout on uh, two situations. I fucking love sure. But sports is like one of those weird times where you have a common goal. Yes. And it's like, it's rare as a grown up that you have like seven other people who are like, yes, I also want this. <laughs> I also want to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you're no. like, all right, well, let's work together towards the outcome we want, which is winning totally. this baseball game or playing in the baseball game at minimum. And yeah. all of a sudden you're like, am I collaborating in a group project here, but it's physical? Like, oh, and, it, <laughs> and it only lasts this afternoon. You know, yes. like, I mean, it does last like because I like manage and I've been a part of the this league and in, in different like sort of formats for a while. So there's like both things are happening, which is kind of cool that like, yeah, there's that thing where it's like for Saturday afternoon, for three hours on a Saturday afternoon, I show up with a bunch of other adults, varying ages, <laughs> who all come from like, I mean, we're all pretty much like on the creative spectrum of life, you know, for the most part. Um, but then there's also like a lot of lawyers and stuff like that, which not to say that can't be creative, but just saying it's not only musicians or only comedians, like right. it's pretty well like, uh, diverse in terms of like the jobs people do and the things people do with their lives and stuff. And f- for those like three hours uh, every Saturday, 
mostly year round because we do play like practice and stuff during the winter is like everybody's just showing up for the love of this particular game, you yeah. know? And like, sometimes the goal is to win the baseball game. And sometimes the goal is like, can I play a little better? Or like, can I be a little better teammate? You know, like how can I show up for this day? Which is just something, you know, that then I try to bring that into the rest of my life. But you don't always get to Ooh. have that with those Ooh. other things. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's hard to do. It's not easy, but, no. but I like <laughs> this last season really, really like was so different. Like my, my team. So I am on a team called death, <laughs> which is like great uniforms, great, great uniforms, uniforms, great name, a little weird to walk around during a pandemic with a shirt that says death on it all the time. But <laughs> at the same time, it's perfect Our Cause we won our like championship. And so the, our, um, the trophy that we have has like the, it's, we kind of made it like the, uh, the hockey one, which I can't remember uh, the name of it. Stanley right now, cup. Stanley Cup, so it has everybody on it. It's not a singular thing. So, like, 2020 says, like, LABF champion de- uh, COVID-19, and then 2021 champion is death. So it was like, <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, uh, one, one does lead to the other, but the it, context it of this is something does. else. <laughs> Slightly different. But, yeah, it was, like, this really incredible, I don't know, just, like, a really incredible season of, they, and there's so, like, the other thing about my team is, like, it's not, that I really enjoy is like, it's not like when I played flag football, it was like friendship, but it was mostly like people who wanted to win. It was mostly people who played sports in high school, college, whatever. And they, there was minimal sportsmanship. You know what I mean? Like it was minimal. It was not cool. It was not chill. But then this league, because like people have gotten to know each other and there were friends pre-existing and stuff. There's always like conflicts and shit like that, but there's a, a baseline level of sportsmanship that is just like really incredible and powerful, you know, that like you were talking about where like there's a common goal and there's a common goal for the team, for the day, for the moment, for the at bat and for the league in general. And like, that's just a cool thing. I've just really enjoyed participating in it and it's been hard and it's taught me a lot about myself <laughs> yes uh, uh, <laughs> a lot about myself uh, i agree there's something exciting you mentioned like the lawyers or whatever there's something yeah. also exciting about high status people like not being completely comfortable being like we're oh, all yeah i'm the backup shortstop here now like you know what i mean like <laughs> that's right like i mean well i will say most of our lawyers public defenders <laughs> Oh, okay, good. That's the thing. And it, so you're just like, oh, right. That, of course. Of course it would be. the. It's not like corporate lawyers are playing baseball in this weird, you know, beer league or whatever, <laughs> which is funny, you know. It's like, yeah. it's very, it's like the wor- working class of this thing that we do, like in yeah, Los of Angeles. the east side of funny, Los Angeles, you know? yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the men's league rugby team, the shout out the village lions in New York city that I played with, <laughs> Hell yeah. uh, was so rad. And I didn't even put this together. I just, I played rugby in college played, you know, I loved it. I, everyone mm-hmm. was new to it, which was a great experience for me who was kind of like newly athletic. I like developed my freshman year of college. Yeah. So I was like newly athletic and a new sport where no, every other sport you played kids had like. I've been playing basketball for 15 years yeah, or whatever. Since and you're I like, was no. nine. And yeah. you're like, okay, cool, great. And <laughs> I've been like, in a travel I'm... league since I was four. <laughs> right. My, yeah, my dad, I went to basketball camp. Like, freshman yeah. year of rugby at a school that isn't like Harvard, Yale, or the Marines. Or, uh, uh, <laughs> right. Like, uh, Notre West Dame Point. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are just like, I'm, oh, I like tackling. Let's play. Yeah, and also, let's give it so a shot. The playing ground is completely leveled. Yeah. And I have the time of my life. And then 
I moved to New York City after and I'm a PA and grinding and doing all the comedy shit. And I'm at a party and I'm like, you know, arguably depressed in hindsight now with <laughs> yeah, like with yeah. more words to use as as a 40 or a 39 year old man. I can like sort it out. Actually, I'm 40 when this airs. Uh, oh, I, hey, happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm turning 10- 40 this year, too. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Eight, happy birthday. 82 dude. babies. Hell there yeah. We go. 82. Happy- Most Fuck people yeah. haven't even heard of that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I'm a couple of years away from having someone on this podcast whose parent has the same birthday as me. Oh, like that's- oh yeah. You're real close. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I got a front facing TikTok comedian uh, guesting on High and Mighty. <laughs> I went to high school with their dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a guy on my team who's 18. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, was born no. after 9-11 oh, <laughs> and you're oh. just like what <laughs> but i mean that's it's so like humbling to be like a teammate then with that per you know yeah to just like like be because i i remember uh like a friend of mine you know it was like i don't know this is very hard whatever to have like this younger person and my friend was like look if you he he really in this moment My whole perspective changed on so many things. He was like, look, if you really think children are the future, then you have to have patience with them and give them a chance. And I was like, (laughs) holy shit, you're right. (laughs) Because it was about me. It had zero to do with him whatsoever. Whatsoever. And then he was batting. Oh, sorry. Upon saying that, you think, oh, you go, you go. Sorry. No, 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 you go. I was saying upon upon saying that, you're also like, man, I wish somebody would have had patience with me when I was 18 years (laughs) old, right? right. Like, all I needed was someone to be like, look, you know, you don't have to act like this. It's going to be okay. You're you're part of the team. And like, now you find yourself in the flip. That's I'm on the other side and I'm like, oh, shit. But that's the thing. Like, if you didn't get it, your job is still to do it anyway. You know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make it better to not get it, you know? Cause like the reason I didn't get it is because the person to give it to me didn't get it. And they were like, well, I'm not giving it to them either. And you're like, Oh, well my opportunity is now, you know? And then I ended up batting ahead of him one game. And, uh, and he was like literally coaching me through my at bat, you know? And it was so great. Cause I could actually receive it instead of being like, who does this person? Cause I've had that experience with like, you know, dudes in the previous league or whatever, like you can tell when somebody's like coaching you and when somebody's like being a dick, you know, I'm like, think assuming a lot about you and you don't know. And like, I used to always assume somebody was being a jerk. You know, I couldn't, I, because that happened, I couldn't receive anything, which is, which sucks, you know? And so then I was able, I was like, Oh, he's right. He's like, you're back, you know, like giving me all this coaching and stuff. And then I like got on base. I think I scored or whatever. And then we were in the dugout together. I was like, Hey, thanks for that at Batman. And he was like, yeah, dude, that's what teammates do. And I like, my heart just grew like, so, oh. you know, cause you're just like, right. We're teammates. This is about me. You yeah, know, it's not it's about me. Like, it's so about beautiful. death winning. Yes, it really is. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's just an incredible thing to realize, to be taught by people. You know, I think we, we forget so we feel this like well i'll speak for myself i feel as a human being we can fall into like self-righteousness so easily especially with like social media and there's so many things going on and it's like yeah on the on the surface it's like you're trying to do the right thing but so often we just end up saying the right things and not doing them you know (laughs) so real you have to like even if you're especially if you're in a leadership position of like a manager or something like you better be coachable. You better be teachable. <laughs> right. Because otherwise you're just a cop. You know you what have I mean? To, yeah, like, you have to be an example. <laughs> you have to be an yeah. example a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like it just it taught me so much and just opened up like 
a whole new thing to me of just like, oh, that's this so is, awesome. This is what being a teammate is. It's it's not what I think it is. It's what everybody shows me it is. You know, oh, that's so <laughs> rad. The, playing men's league rugby in New York City, it was such a th- a surprise because I was the other thing I was doing was uh, working as like a PA and and TV or. I was also at UCB and UCB, especially in 2006, not particularly diverse. Oh, but, I bet. <laughs> but, I read many an article about that. Yeah. Pack. yeah. <laughs> now, as someone who was, uh, you know, one of the uh, the white straight men who skyrocketed sure. to the top, I, I understand <laughs> in hindsight being 2020. Yeah. But uh, uh, the men's league rugby was because it's still New York City mm-hmm. so everyone there was from all over the world yeah and rugby is such an international sport right. that these people would be like uh, we had this Colombian dude who's like I played rugby in Colombia I came to New York City I knew no one I, lo- yeah. I googled rugby I joined this team we had an Austrian guy a bunch of Kiwis bunch of Australians bunch of uh, Irish uh, uh, Irish not Irish Americans even uh, people from Ireland lots of Brits Anyone who came to New came to New York for work, and we had lawyers, a ton of like J.P. Morgan executives. You know, we had yeah. like a bunch of people who are like, yeah. when we started out, we're kind of like showing up to rugby practice in their suit and all flustered. But by the time uh, we were kind of all parting ways from the team, these guys were like getting married in the Hamptons to like yeah. the, the yeah. daughter of a professional polo player or some shit. It's like every I was like, oh. I, there, those dudes were on the team, but then there was also like uh, a bunch of uh, poor black dudes who, like, you know, cops uh, who, you know, as a matter of fact, cops who I have my issues with, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the one cop, one of all. the cops who was on the team, was a real problem. And I bet. <laughs> the the minimal, the smallest like group we had was LGBT. We had no yeah gay because. Manhattan has its own gay rugby team. So, and it's <laughs> yeah. like that's the coolest shit in the world. It's like wow. two gay two gay guys joined our team and they were like it's just not competitive enough with the Gotham Knights. We wanted to play sure. upper league and this. We were like, "Great, you're welcome on the team." You you know, everyone gets aggressive stupid nicknames and shit. And then like one season <laughs> after a season these guys were like, "It's kind of more fun to be on the all gay team." I was like, yeah. "I could imagine." Yeah, I whatever you want to do. <laughs> I do not blame you. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. So I mean, it's awesome that there's options. You know what yes! I mean? I think that's like ultimately what I, everybody's going for, right? Is that there's just like options. There's not. There's more than two ways of doing anything. You know what yes! I mean? You can do. Yeah. It's not even just one, more than one way. It's more than two ways. You know? Yeah. It's huge. And so for me, being like a twenty something and meeting all these international people, and we would like on the drive home from matches, everyone would have to sing their national anthem and like. It was always funny because it was like it was jingoistic because it's like a, eleven American guys uh, pounding the ceiling of the van screaming, and then it's <laughs> right, like, yeah. "All right, Canadian, sing yours." Yeah. Like, "All right, Colombian <laughs> yeah. guy, sing just yours." Okay, Russian guy, like, and it's just like, and it's one person and eleven Americans. In hindsight, it just was a little Guantanamo. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, while I'm on the subject of the van rides home. Yes. Big big part of rugby culture is home team hosts away team after for a drink up. Uh, it's important. Uh-huh. It's important because that's how the game has been played forever is we fucking kill each other for 80 minutes and then <laughs> yep. we drink beers together and have all this pomp and circumstance with like songs and man of the match awards and all this shit. Yeah. And 
then you drive home from Montclair, New Jersey, back to the village or whatever, and everyone's in the van wasted, and we're all we bring a bunch of beers with us because we're like we got to get fucked up on the drive home. Then we go to our <laughs> home bar and get yeah. more fun. So we're on like our third session of drinking, and then all of a sudden people have to start peeing. And here's what we do on our team: <laughs> we hold on to the gallon water jugs we use during the match. Oh wow, yeah, and then we pass them around and pee in them. <laughs> And I had to get over stage fright and my, you know, little dick syndrome, like, instantly. Because I'm like, guys are just like, oh, pass that over here. It's like sloshing. I'm oh, like, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and and that is so disgusting. But that is one of the f- only things that can happen. Like, like the only, one of the only places that can happen is in a team sports situation. Like, to be oh, honest. Because yeah. <laughs> you're with so many people. You know, yeah. like you're with so many. Not only is it like the team that you're with, then there's also these other teams. Because like in in my league, it's very it's pretty intimate. In ter- like you know, we we run the league, and so we have like meetings and all this stuff, and like so it's just the same same people every year. You know, and <laughs> but it's like this consistent thing, and it's so it's it, yeah, it really teaches you a lot. It teaches you how to be a better teammate and how to pee in a jug in a moving van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> River, we're we're talking about something here too a little bit where I want to say like the now everyone says our business of comedy is a meritocracy. It, oh, and sure. it's yeah. not. But No, nothing is. Nothing is, but I will argue that sports, especially te- like team sports, it's hard to deny Yes, if someone is a better baseball player than you. <laughs> yeah, they start as the second baseman. Like, sure, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, if yeah. someone is faster than you at, and like and stronger and better at the sport, they get to play and you don't. You have to be like, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that I get to play, but this person gets more time because they're better. Or yeah. like, and you're like, it's a little, I guess, because the objectivity of sports versus the sure. subjectivity of art. But like, it really is helped me learn meritocracy. Where I brought that and and. I had been playing team sports my whole life, obviously, as a latchkey child whose parents like needed yeah. me to get da- a babysitter, somewhere which was else. sports teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you do something every day after school that you kind right. of like? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like d- when I got to UCB and people were like, it sucks. I got cut from the Harold team. And I'm like, it's not the end of the world. Like, yeah. you know, you can still go play hip pickup basketball over there. Also, in my opinion, you sucked at the sport of improv, so you have to yeah. like that sucks. I I agree, but you can yeah. go play in like the C league. Like yeah. it's it's there. It's and a, also a, it's like it's sometimes it's like not it's about like the fit, you know. And yes. that, that's that's also where you get into it. It's like that's why I said it's not. It isn't nothing. Even a seeming meritocracy isn't you know right, because right. because we're not ever looking at a full population, you know. Because you're talking <laughs> about like UCB or whatever, and it's like. Well, it's a meritocracy for the people who made it in to the yeah, door. Well, you know, right. it's a meritocracy for the people who walked to the field. You know, so who like paid the twelve hundred dollars right. to take the first four exactly. rounds of classes. Exactly, yeah, yeah. it's very and, like, limiting. This guy's better at second base because he was on a travel team his whole life and right, like right. raised a boy, so he got more opportunity to do the thing. You know, so it's like when when does that hyper, start? Hyper end? specific problem there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that, not an argument I would ever think to make in a situation, sure. but I see what you're saying. But you see what I'm putting down. <laughs> yeah, I can understand your perspective. But That's I never right. Thought of it before. <laughs> of course not. Why would hey, you? Hey, unfair. You had. To- <laughs> 
But I mean, the it, it you, char- is, you charging the mound after saying that about the pitcher? Yeah. <laughs> charging hey, the mound about it. Hey, you had more opportunity than me. <laughs> I mean, the, that is the cool thing about our league, though. At least I'll speak for my team. Like, not to say that other teams aren't doing this. I think that they are. But um, just because I am a manager on my team, like, we do try our best to field a team based on the people that are there, not the ability. You know what I mean? Right. Like right, I always yeah. try to put people in positions where they feel comfortable because we have a lot of people like last season, we had a guy who the sweetest, one of the sweetest people on the planet that I've ever met with just like the best attitude ever, never picked up a baseball in his life. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, I don't want to put that guy's not going to pitch, you know, because like that's going to, he can't yet. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like he tried out a diff- a bunch of different places and it's like, I want to put you where you feel you can succeed, not where I think you can succeed, you know? Right, and like right. that to me is, um, ultimately, you know, like to me, my utopia is, uh, team sports specifically starting with kids that are segregated, not by gender, but by ability. Now you might argue that, well, it's just going to replicate what we already have. It might, but we could also try, <laughs> you know what I right. mean? If you talk about like team sports, cause kids start playing baseball at like six years old. Now, if you look at six years, six year olds, and you really committed to talent over gender ability over gender you wouldn't replicate the same thing that we already have because it's no, just not possible not at that age. You actually yeah. wouldn't yeah because it's exactly. just not possible like you might have pockets of it but it wouldn't it would change you know which is why we don't do it <laughs> right I, that's so interesting like that makes total sense to me when you hear it out loud like that yeah. like especially at the younger ages it's like 100 and i think it would also socially be good for everybody to be around each other uh, I at agree. that age John, yeah. this gave us this is exactly what i'm saying because like <laughs> i think about this all the time you segregate people by gender uh and i'm just keeping this specifically to gender because we're talking about sports and you separate them and you take for the for the purposes of this conversation, I'm going to speak in the binary, but I don't, you know, subscribe to yes. the whole thing. So <laughs> you take girls and you take boys and you separate them and you keep them from being on teams. You also separate them in lines and you separate them in the bathroom and you separate, separate, separate. And then at 18, they go out into the world and they're expected to know how to work together. And they've yes. been given zero opportunity to do it. And I guarantee you, now I'm not a social psychologist or a scientist in any way, but I guarantee you do something like I'm talking about where uh, girls and boys, men and women are on teams for longer than they are now. Like, cause I, you know, I've played, I've, this league is a co-ed league and it's taught me a lot about this. It's given me a lot of new perspective on working with men and women, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. that, that like, um, I guarantee you rates of like sexual harassment, those things that 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 men say that they're like, I don't understand why this is a problem would dissipate. (laughs) They would dissipate. And also women's uh, reactivity, like to the thing I was talking about of like men saying things and it being interpreted as like criticism. uh, I guarantee you these things would begin to dissipate and change and shift around. Oh, shit. Because I've watched it happen. (laughs) I that makes total fucking sense like it and 
any opportunity <laughs> just to be around someone that's different than you, even if it yes. is yeah, you both neighbors. You grew up in this. You're both your parents yeah. both make the same amount of money. You're both of uh, Italian American descent. One of you is a boy. One of you is a girl. And you might not ever be friends because of the way yeah, school because is of, laid out. Yeah, yeah, the way schools laid out. The way our society. Like think about we're both from '82, right? Yeah. Like I think these things are changing, but good God, like. The messaging that we got from like TV, TV shows, movies, like toys, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, do not, do not absolutely do not cross the streams of boys and girls. Like, you guys are two totally different things. Don't talk to each other. Don't look at each other. You're not supposed to look like anything that the other one likes. And then a heterosexual society is like, now get married. Have fun. It's like, no shit. No wonder people are confused as hell. You know? Like, what? Okay, so here's an uh, uh, this other gender that you don't know that much about. Move in together and live together for four years. Spend the rest of your life together. Hey, you know that thing we told you you're supposed to avoid at any cost and kind of consider to be like not as cool? (laughs) Go spend the rest of your life with it. Right. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Hello, Freshy. What's up? It's ad time with Johnny G, and we're talking about Hello Fresh. Um, I think you know what it is at this time, but look, we're starting a new year. It's time to focus on what's important to you. You know, is it saving money? Is it ordering less takeout? Is it making less garbage? Is it learning to cook? Is it prioritizing your health? All that stuff with the pre-portioned ingredients, farm fresh produce, uh, convenience, quality. This is all the things that come with HelloFresh. It's, it makes it easy. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You cut back time spent in the kitchen. There's 20-minute recipes in the quick and easy meals, but everything takes around 30 minutes or less. It's cheaper than restaurant meals of the same quality and you can end up saving money over the month. I look, I like cooking and I enjoy cooking with HelloFresh, you know, get on a couple of guardrails and bang out my hibachi sweet soy bavette steak and shrimp. Ooh, that was delicious when I had it. Of course, my favorite thing I had recently was, oh, I forgot the name of it, but it was some sort of burger. Always as always with you know, they don't call me the burger boy. I can't can't be called that, but I really am a fan of the HelloFresh burgers. I like the uh, bread they send. It's awesome. And it's super flexible, easily customized, order online, all that stuff. So go to HelloFresh.com slash high16 and use code high16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's H-I-G-H-16. So go to HelloFresh.com slash high16 and use code high16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit. Oh, I don't know about you, but shopping for clothes stresses me out. And uh, as someone whose body is weird sizes, it can get very frustrating very fast. But Stitch Fix has your back. They know about what suits your body and what suits the moment. So if you need workwear or casual basics, Stitch Fix can help you elevate your look. Schedule a fix, and a style expert will send you five pieces that fit your style, size, and price range. And they'll send items that work for me. And you can send back the stuff that doesn't work and keep what you like and return the rest for free. And I got some shirts out of it. I got a pair of pants as well. I don't traditionally find stuff that fits me, but luckily Stitch Fix was able to do it. So. They also have Stitch Fix Freestyle, where it's just an online shop built for you based on your sizes and uh, styles. So it's time to style smarter and not harder. 
Okay, so get started today by filling out your free style quiz at stitchfix.com slash mighty and take advantage of free shipping and returns. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty to try Stitch Fix. S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. I, uh, cause I look back and I had, uh, my friend Ashley joined the junior high wrestling team. Uh, she, she was, a, uh, she it was, and is a woman and she, it was so weird and intense, but we were buds. Yeah. So I was like, even though we weren't in the same weight class, I wasn't in the same weight class as a lot of people my whole life. That's uh, something I'm dealing <laughs> with, but uh, I was like, I'll wrestle you Ashley. And like, I'll be okay losing to you in front of people like but yeah. no one else could and in like if that opportunity was just afford I guarantee there was like a dozen girls who would enjoy wrestling and would be good at it yes and not to mention if there was girls on the wrestling team already th there'd probably be two dozen girls that like if they saw yeah. if they could see the idea that and and that that oh here, here's another example uh yes. men's league rugby we're playing we get a call. Uh, one of the guys, uh, one of the social chairs gets a call. A French naval ship is at port in Man in New York City, and uh, they have enough people to side a side of a rugby match. And they're like, we'd love to play rugby. <laughs> wow. We're, we're not that great. Uh, so and we're and we were like more of a social team. There are more way more competitive teams in New York City. And we were like, yeah, we'll play a French naval ship. That'd be cool. So they get off two women. And it's like. Uh, we we're like, are you okay. they're like, are you guys cool with the two girls playing? Like you have to tackle them and shit. And we were like, if they're, if they're coming on to play the, by the rules, yeah. That, yeah. that's fine by me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And this girl, and this doesn't matter. Like, this doesn't mean like, yeah. this is why women should play. She murked me. She hit me so <laughs> fucking hard at one point. Yeah. There's a picture of her. I, I bet you I could find it. I'll send it to you if I find it. Yes, Where she's do. like shoving me and my underwear is like showing out the bottom of my sh I look like I'm being absolutely dominated. Like she's like manhandling yeah. me. Uh, like, uh, she's handling me very sure, hard. Yeah. And, she, yeah. and my underwear is like hanging. I look like I'm being absolutely bullied. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. And I'm like, well, who cares what she, the yeah. person looks like? I got worked. It sucks. Whether it's a giant dude or her, it yeah, sucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's the other thing, too, is like you brought up a good point, John, is that like the girls need to see it, but the boys do, too. Yes. You know, like yeah. we're, we're always like, oh, girl boss and girls, girls. It's like, no, like you're you're missing a, a major part of the equation. That's not the, to say that it isn't. And I, I'm not into girl boss, but <laughs> like, you know, I mean, to women being in leadership positions, of course, of but course, the girl boss yes, energy yes. unless is it's a like much. capitalistic CEOs, not into that, not into that. But <laughs> sorry, Theranos. <laughs> <laughs> but like. But it's valuable for boys too. You know, it's valuable for but like I I saw this uh I don't know if it was a TikTok or what, but it was like a sports center story that got, you know, shared into my universe and it was like a uh the whole uh auditorium, the basketball auditorium, you know, they're like having a afternoon whatever, pepper I who knows what it is. <laughs> and it's just full. It's packed, right? And a teacher who's a woman is playing like one-on-one -on -one with a student who's a boy. And for whatever reason, you know, they've like built this whole thing up and she's like up top, like drill. And you're like, oh, she played basketball in school. Like this is a basketball player who's a teacher now. And then she just totally breaks his ankles and just like goes and lays it up. <laughs> and the whole auditorium loses its mind. And then like all these guys are like 
like giving this guy shit, but they're just I you can feel the difference of they're just giving him shit, like you're saying, because he lost. Right. Not because he lost to her. It's also a teacher, so it's like kind of funny in that way. And I just saw that and I thought about those shirts. The future is female shirts, right? Which are from the 70s. So like <laughs> you look at that shirt, like everybody started wearing them again, and like it already happened. Like that shirt from the 70s is that video like <laughs> right. it's happening and it's already happening you know like everything needs to keep going and growing and everything but imagine that happening when we were kids that yeah. way it i can't actually because like just i mean maybe it did i don't know but like i just there's no part of my experience as a kid that i could say like oh definitely a title nine wasn't around right. when the women who were teaching us were teaching us like they didn't have they couldn't play sports yeah you're, <laughs> so you're, like, the women coaches at my high school were not like did not get to play or at least not have the resources uh, no. of, uh, of their sports team whether they wherever they went and they played lacrosse or field hockey or soccer yeah, they had or, to play at six in the morning yep they had to play like all second rate they had to play on yeah. the fucking uh ice skating rink equipment and, shit. Yeah. and shit like that Cause it's like, it's legit. Like people, you know, it's hard to keep the perspective of all of it all the time, but it's like, oh, this, that shirt already happened. Like, I know it doesn't feel like it did, but it did. It's happening. (laughs) It's happening Uh, right there. (laughs) uh, uh, Going back to the, the uh, teacher uh, breaking the ankles of the student that I guess that's the energy I was talking about when I was like, sports are a meritocracy. Like, you oh can, yeah, you can say, oh, In that, that way, sucks. Yes. She's a that's oh, dude, you got smoked by a chick, and it's like she was objectively yeah. good at the sport we she were competing it. in. Yeah, yeah, and she was better is. than me. And yeah, so, you're right. <laughs> In that way, it like moment to moment. Yes, yeah. it's a meritocracy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can't be like, well, because I'm a man, I'm supposed to win. It's like, yeah, right. sorry, dude. I mean, <laughs> that's been the prevailing idea. Yeah, you know, and it's just <laughs> simply not true, actually. And what? freedom in that because i can also imagine that walking around thinking that every moment of your life now i also see the other side of that but like because i can get really wrapped up in it often but like walking around thinking that and carrying that around like it sounds difficult to go through your life thinking you need to win every moment and then you don't (laughs) it's like what a what a like dark place to be living in all the time and like no wonder there's so much anger and and violence in the world you know because like you think you're supposed to be like conquering every moment of your life like jesus christ absolutely not i don't know if this analogy makes sense but that feels like those those tightly wound people who have never lost or never felt a moment of low status that i i always use the analogy of like brand new sneakers it's like if they just got (laughs) one scuff on them they would be okay with the second scuff and even more okay with the third scuff but these people are fighting to keep their sneakers as clean as possible and that means maybe not having as much fun or not going splashing in the puddles with your friends (laughs) like whatever the analogy i'm losing the analogy hardcore now but i like those people need to lose. And I think that's yeah. another thing that team sports can teach you is Oh yeah. You don't go undefeated all the time ever no. in life. <laughs> like it, no. You so really lo- don't. Losing in sports is a way to set you up to be able to handle losing in life. Where you're that's like, right. I really wanted to win or I really wanted to get a touchdown or a try or shit, I can't believe I struck out all those times. 
I will get better. I will. I know I got another chance next week at next week's game. So this isn't the end yep. of the world for me. And then you go out there and so-and-so passes on your comedy special. And you're like, <laughs> rather than being yeah. like, I've, I'm the biggest loser. You're like, you know what? Yeah. There's fucking 16 games this season. I'll That's just right. play another one. <laughs> like, I'll yeah. just line it up again. <laughs> yeah, dude. Being a Being a good loser is like, I think... I mean, there's something to be said about being like a good, humble winner also, you know, like that's that is also important. But I think they're the exact same. They come from the exact same place, you know, and like perfectionism is a killer. Like it it gets me all the time, you know, like I used to man, I've I am very proud of how far I've grown about like winning and losing in baseball in all kinds of games and stuff like that, because it's like I will say from my experience, you really don't learn much from winning. You know, you really don't grow and it feels great, you know, but we like my team, we, we like, we did not have a super winning record through the season. We tied a lot of games and like, uh, and, but then the games that we won in the championship, like we, we really want like our last game that, that clinched the, uh, championship, we had 20 people show up for our team, (laughs) like our full roster showed up. And we were like, okay. (laughs) And there was a point where my co-manager was like, it was like the fifth inning and we hadn't gotten through our whole like batting lineup yet. (laughs) We hadn't turned it over. And he just goes like, uh, I mean, there's a chance we don't score any runs this game. And I was like, all right. And I recalibrated my goal, which was to put some runs on the board. Like I went from let's win this game to let's just put some runs on the board. And then we ended up winning because I like lowered, you know, it's like continually lowering the stakes of just like, oh, I don't. Sorry, that's my friend. Oh, yeah. Murph, letting Let me know that we off. Yeah. have a neighbor um, <laughs> who's been here for six months. Uh but that's the thing. It's like, oh, when somebody passes on your special or whatever, you you still feel like, oh, this sucks, and I I wanted that, and you know, like you still feel those feelings, but you're just like, well, maybe there's something else out there. Maybe this wasn't the right place, or it just yeah. wasn't. It just wasn't my time to win. You know, like I I played a a good game, you know, and now I didn't throw my helmet today. <laughs> so right? great job, you know. Well, like that. There, there you go too. Like when you lose and you know, hey. I played as well as I could have played. They played better. And yep. that's what happens. And, and that's like, what happens in baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it happens, it happens like, arguably every not game. Not to diminish every game. Not to diminish the other team. Sometimes you play e- equally well. You yeah. know what I mean? You play equally well and they win and you lose. Right. That's just the way it goes sometimes, you know? Uh, j- jumping back to the gender stuff for a second. Yeah. Uh, in college and then again in men's league when I was playing rugby, something that I learned that I thought was really cool at the time is in NCAA, ru- rugby's the only sport that doesn't change rules. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to get him to stop because no, he worry. won't stop. Hey, buddy. Okay. It's okay. All good, dude. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, so they they don't change the rules from for, college for men, to for, for men to women or whatever. Oh, for men, men to women, women and college to pro. Like there's no oh, like yeah. the field this is, is smaller. Inject the, this in my veins. The yes. ball's different. All that stuff. Nope, the time it's shorter game. You know, yes. like tennis. None I of that. Long fifteen on fifteen for a five set women's match. Like why are <laughs> women's matches three sets? Like this is ridiculous. It's twenty twenty two. 
and, and in that sport specifically too like get, get I know women are the fucking who are Way people better. that turn on TVs like <laughs> that's like, right purely capitalistic point of view is like more I women know. matches will get more eyeballs more ad yeah. money more like same shit with soccer it's the yeah. same shit anyway so back to rugby that I, that is cool because I didn't know that about rugby that the rules they don't change any rules all the women were and also my first introduction to uh, uh, a, a lot of in college my first introduction to lesbians was yeah rugby. I was gonna I, like, say yeah didn't have it I had a couple in my high school but then all of a sudden now I have like a dozen women just who like are thousands like, <laughs> of lesbian rugby yeah, players yeah. who are like <laughs> yeah they're like yeah and we go we just travel around and meet other lesbians around the tri-state yeah, area yeah. I'm like oh that fucking rules <laughs> that sounds awesome hell yeah but they were so proud. They they uh the the women's team were the ones that always said like and the rules don't change when yeah. we get on the yeah. field and that's important to us that we play the exact same sport as you guys. Cuz once I learned that like women's lacrosse has like a different pocket on the stick, I'm like this really? doesn't even make I mean I guarantee that's changed by now. But when I was coming Maybe. up, yeah. women's lacrosse pockets were flat and you kind of had to like hold that like it was Oh my god! Yeah, and lacrosse is a weird enough sport to begin with, but it is I, weird. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't whole culture. I couldn't believe that. And while we're on the topic, I don't even really watch basketball at all. I hate people who are like, uh, "But it's still the WNBA." I'm like, and I, I'm not even. I'm like, think <laughs> I'm not trying to virtue signal. I hate that fucking phrase, but sure, all yeah. I'm saying is like. You don't you don't have to watch any, like people you don't have to watch anything like you don't yeah, have to you say don't have, nobody you don't Yeah, to, you could just keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. binding your businesses free yes, like yes. like dude, honestly, I know. You know what I mean? Like right. I know. You think I don't know, but also like you watch when I watch the WNBA now, it reminds me of the style of basketball that I came up on, which is like '90s basketball. Yes, you know what I mean. Not, which is not to say it's like behind or anything, but it's just like it does have a different, different. Like, yeah. yeah. When I watch the NBA now, I'm like, I honestly don't really know what I'm watching. Like, it feels like a video game, and I love basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it just has this like sort of frenetic pace and just a different. And I haven't watched it in a really long time. Like the last time I really watched. NBA like men's basketball was 2016 <laughs> and you can guess why I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't imagine I <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine but uh it just you know and like maybe instead of because it goes back to like the whole uh binary thing which I even this is like a new thing for me of just like it's not just one or the other you know yeah and the like the NBA versus the WNBA it's like well there can be only one it's like not really like, why does it matter to you? There's just more basketball out there. Yeah. Like, this is why I, like, I got really into Survivor. <laughs> oh, <recently>. shit. <laughs> and I figured, like, we were watching it, watching it, watching it, because I was just, like, absolutely against Survivor. Like, it was it was this thing where I was like, this is how we got Trump, like, all this crazy <laughs> shit, right? But then I start watching it, uh, and I'm like, wow, this is actually a really well-made thing, you know? And, like, the reason I, I, I like the later seasons a lot more than the earlier. I just don't even watch the earlier ones because there's a little bit, there's a lot of misogyny in the early ones and a lot of just like sort of weird sexism and like violence, you know, like the games are way more violent and stuff. And they clearly made adjustments to be like, oh, this actually isn't fun, you know, like uh. to make it so that more people can bring things to the games, like how they shifted from like, okay, this game is literally you're wrestling in the mud and it's raining. Um, 
to then they shifted to okay there are three parts to this race and the end is a puzzle right so like if you're like really athletic it gets you only so far <laughs> you know yeah, and then I, all of a sudden you need of- somebody that's good at puzzles and i i love that show because it's sports like it's yes. sports with regular people yes and that i which love is what that. these social adult leagues that we play exactly. in are, are yes. just sports with regular people yeah uh, and you get to watch somebody um, like in Survivor or in my baseball league, I get to watch somebody go from I've never thrown a baseball before to getting really close to turning a double play. Like that's incredible. You know, like yeah. in a matter of three months or not just like not getting a hit and then getting on base. And you're just like, yes, you know, right. like, like my friend, she just started playing. She came on really late in the season and like was really excited to play. And I noticed she was swinging. She's a tiny, tiny person. She was swinging like a 34 inch bat. And she was behind every ball. Like, I, so I would watch and I was like, Hey, uh, I just, uh, you want to try my bat? You know, like, not like, Hey, I noticed this problem. Right. I was just like, Hey, I, you know, uh, you want to try this one? Like, give it a shot. She goes up and she gets a double. Hell <laughs> yeah. It's like the bat was just too heavy. It's not that you can't do it. It's right. just like, you, let's make some changes or whatever. And like, when she got on base, I was as excited as when we won the championship. You know, I was like screaming and my arms were in the, cause it's like, that's important, you know, and it's yeah. not even it's not even like winning. It's the succeeding. It's the like transcending what you thought you were capable of, you know, because you watch somebody not know what to do differently and it affects them, you know, yeah. of just like like especially at bat. It's really hard to just like learn how to do that all of a sudden as no, an and, adult, you know, and also if you if you're not a performer going at bat, oh, yeah. it's like. That's the time when baseball doesn't feel like a team sport anymore. Not like at you're all. on display yeah. there a little. Yeah. You really are. And like it's one of those things where you feel you can feel so embarrassed, you know, cuz it feels uh, embarrassing, you know, but like it's really just about like okay, well what what do we do different the next time, you know? Shake it off and all all new thing, you know, but it's hard. <laughs> it, on Long Island when I was growing up, I played all, you know, like every kid is forced to in the 80s. I did like T-ball, coach pitching, yep. uh, youth baseball. And my nickname from the coaches was Sony because uh, they called me the Walkman because I was too wow. af- I was too afraid to swing. Like, oh, wow. I was truly like, I, I was like, I'm going to strike out. And I just would get yeah. locked up and I would just go in in youth baseball. Kids throw a lot of balls. <laughs> I <would> just, <laughs> yeah. I'd just stand yeah. there and let them go and be like, please let me just get on base by accident. <laughs> like so afraid wow. to show. And it's like, uh, if I swung and connect and i also was put in right field not good at baseball kind of afraid of the ball yeah uh, makes sense one time a hit came to me i put my hand up and put my head away wow and the ball and went in the it. glove and my teammates even kids 11 year old kids in the 90s where we were at our worst bullying yeah. and yeah. everything yeah they came over and they were like yeah like i like <laughs> I was like the special mascot kid in that moment, yes, you know, like the uh, yes, when they I show the it. kid hit the half court shot and everyone goes, yeah. like, it felt, I was like, and that, what you're talking about with your uh, the person at bat, with this, there's a needle to thread in adult team sports where yes. it's it's social and fun and everyone is developing, and but an important part of team sports is wanting to win. And yeah. if you're at the, t- if you're, comfortable in yourself self-actualized as a baseball player you could be worried about the game winning but as you go down like uh once you're a starter on the lions you care about beating the other team but before that you're like well if i get in 
here's what I need to, my personal victories and like creating those mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. This person who's like, I just want to hit a ball. And it's like, if you hit a ball in that match, who cares if you lose 31 zero, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah no, like, I was only trying to do this and I succeeded like that yep. shit fucking rule. And that's as big of a victory for the person who hit the double as you winning the championship. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. I do. Yeah. I, who knows what that carries into their life for them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There, as someone, I'm like a very much an experience based person, and I try a bunch of bullshit. I try stuff all the time, and there's yeah. not a better feeling than not being able to do something, working at it, <laughs> than being yep. able and then to do it. Doing it, yes, yeah. it's so good. And like that, that sort of perfectionism and like capitalism honestly tells us don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like capitalism is like you should already know how to do it. Yeah. And this is what you should buy so that you can know how to do it. So don't try. Don't try. Just buy it. You know? And like it seeps in there to where like you're supposed to be able to walk onto a field and just do something, you know? Yeah. And like that goes into sexism, all that stuff. A you lot- know, it's just like it's so wild how interconnected all of this same is. Sh- but- same shit you're talking about, I feel like is the sort of uh tribalism of sports too, of like mm-hmm. uh new new fat guys trying to run a 5k you know like like <laughs> yeah. kind of like that energy and then yeah. i think also like gym energy of like people get uh-huh. so intimidated about going because of the quote-unquote vibe of these places where it's like a lot of people are afraid to look bad doing something or be bad at doing something and part of that reason is because a lot of people are comfortable you know mocking someone who's bad at something or yeah. judging yeah. them and yeah. it's like once once that's all resolved, I'm like a li- lifelong gym meathead who has no judgment for any as long as they're not doing something. The only time I ever say anything to a, at, at the gym is like what you're doing is currently unsafe. Just yeah, so you right. know. Yeah. And yeah know, you might hurt yourself. Too. It's all, like I had to say I had to tell these two dudes. I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to be like a gym alpha or anything. But you're backwards on the bench, and you could pin yourself. Like you're, you're, this is supposed to be over yeah. here, and this go that way. You don't have to put it forward when you re. And they were like, "Oh, thank you." And it took yeah. me so much effort to to t- get myself to tell them because I so didn't want to be that guy. That guy, yeah. But now all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, I think I helped them." And now yeah. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's the energy." I- I love when you see like the fucking dude in a hoodie and jeans with like the the wraps and a gallon water jug and he's got chains around <laughs> himself. But then you see him like help a person re-rack their help like an yeah, old yeah. lady re-rack their weights or something. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes, this dude's just happy we're in here That's on the That's what it's iron. all about. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Love of the game, man. Love of the well, game. If more people like the gym, more gyms open up. I better know. gyms open up. Like it's always it's always good to just bring people in, even if they're not the best like <laughs> right yeah also it's, for uh, from an egotistical standpoint the more people around you who are worse than you arguably you can feel better about you yourself look even better yeah, yeah right like you can you, if you need that if that's the energy you need to get to be around people who aren't as skilled yeah more more power to you <laughs> and it, i mean but it does give you an opportunity to learn how to be a good leader too you know yeah which is hard to do, which is what you're talking about. Like you're being a leader in that moment by saying like, no, this is because that's what I try. I tell myself that I pause before I say things to people or, you know, whatever, go up to people. And I say like, is this something I would want to hear in this moment? Is this something that I would want, what would be able to receive 
Would I really want that? Am I yeah. the, per you know, and sometimes like just in doing that, somebody else goes over and talks to that person and does it. And I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> I yeah. don't have to do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, then like, at the same this, time, I, you know, is it, is it important that I, whatever, right, exactly. Like, how would I feel if someone said this to me right now? You know, and if I'm like, oh, I would appreciate that, then I give it a shot. And I try to do it as like rooted in helping and, you know, sharing and in, in friendship as opposed to like, Hey man, you don't know what you're doing, so I'm gonna show you. Are you into that? And it's like, mm, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to. <laughs> like yesterday, I got coffee at uh, All Time, you know, because I happened to be over there, and I walked up to like the host stand, and I was like, oh, I just wanted a coffee to go, and he looked kind of like confused. And I was like, huh. And then he went and got it. And another person was like, can I help you? I was like, oh, I was just grabbing a to-go coffee. And she was like, okay. And then uh, he brought my coffee and he was like, hey, like, no big deal. It's like not a problem or anything, but like the to-go window's over there. And he's like, it's not like it's anything pressing. There's nobody behind you or anything. And I was like, I, my first reaction was to be like embarrassed, you know? But then I quickly was like, thank you for telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm just like, I'll remember now because I didn't see it. And I didn't right. know, and I wasn't in the way, and he and they was weren't very dicks kind about it. About yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he could have not told me. Okay, but like, I'm actually glad I know now that if I go back, I'll you're go not going to walk right up to the thing. host. Yes, <laughs> I exactly. won't get in the way. Right. You know, like, and yeah, it's like, oh, it's a little like, oh, I feel weird, but like, also I appreciate it, you know. So it's just like slowing down a little bit yeah. which is what you need to do in sports anyways right. you know like you got to slow down and like really like look that is the big if anybody is listening and they want to play baseball that has been in every moment of everything every time i'm like playing practicing with other people or anything like that the thing that comes out of my mouth with anybody when they're practicing especially infield is you got time 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 because it's especially if you played basketball or something like that. Baseball timing is such an important thing. You know, like when you yes. watch highlights and stuff and you watch somebody like, you know, Derek Jeter, whatever you think about Derek Jeter, the well, man has I'm a lifelong baseball Yankees timing. Fan, so there you go. I'm a bit you of a fan. <laughs> you understand. Also legendary heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In legendary. Insane resume. <laughs> <laughs> but like somebody with, or somebody like Manny Machado also, yeah. incredible impeccable baseball timing knows where everybody is and when it's going to get there you know and that's like been one of the most powerful things for me is to see where the ball is see how fast it's moving tell myself i've got enough time slow it down slow it down slow it down because you have more time than you think you know and then that's like also a daily thing of like i have more time in this moment than i think i think i need to get get through everything and everything's urgent and it's like no 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 slow down check it out see where everybody is <laughs> you know like see what dude the, what's the count what's this what's going on where's that person you know like dude, where's, you are where's he swinging you, are, you know all that shit you have no idea you are how hard you are analyzing me right now by accident like <laughs> Dude, this yeah. is exactly this. My brain is like, okay, at eleven you have to uh, like last night. Yeah. I'm like eleven a.m. You're doing that thing with yep. River at yep. eleven. You got another podcast at one. Remember, you got eleven. Got eleven, and it's like you're gonna be fine. It's in your house. Yep. It's Zoom. You get yep. up. You always get up by nine a.m. Like yep. you're not gonna miss it. But my brain works, and, and then when you slow down and breathe, and you're like. Oh, cool. I get to talk to two different people tomorrow for yeah. an hour. It's not a yeah. job. All of a sudden you're like, blah, blah, blah. And that I need I need to slow down so much. So in life. much. Because yeah. I what 
what I found myself doing over the last few years was like, oh, a suit, like, okay, next Thursday I have blank. Uh, and that's an important event in my life. And then I conflate time and I just oh, yeah. race through to that Thursday. And then after that event, I'm like, next Friday I got that show. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. I, and I'm like, what happened to the eight days in between there and the six days yeah, in between what there? What did and I do? Yeah, and, <laughs> I know, and I, I do the same thing. Oh. I like, I'm like I'm like leaving town. I'm going to work in Toronto for almost a month on the first, and like every day I'm like I should start packing now. And I'm like I no, <laughs> you don't need to pack yet. There's other think- things you need to do. <laughs> I'm going to work for two weeks on February first, and yeah. I'm like maybe I should just lay out one bag and get start getting <laughs> stuff. I swear to God, because yeah. I'm like this is so important. It's like you have eight days and yep. or uh, 11 days. And also it takes you two hours. You've done it before. You are yep. a road you comedian. Know you know what you're traveled. doing. Yeah. Yes. You bought a new bag. You know where everything is. Like you have to wear these clothes before then. You know, yeah, like, I, can't, yeah. right. I can't put all my clothes in a I gotta, bag. Like, I don't have enough clothes to pack and then wear anything at home. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Brains are funny things, you know? Fuck. Yeah. I'm learning more and more about mine. And I've, because I was forced to slow down for mm-hmm. my quarantine. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. I, I I understand it was brutal for a lot of people, but this was something I didn't realize I needed, like slowing 100%. me down. And I was like, why did I fill my schedule with stuff that kind of gave me anxiety and that I didn't love until it was completed? Dude, you are yeah. analyzing me so hard right now, too, where I, I would just like, my method before the, the pandemic started was say yes and cancel later. Yeah, And like, I don't do that anymore. Sometimes I do need to do it, obviously, because like you can't always, you know, sometimes I say yes to something and then later I have to be like, actually, I don't think it's going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. But my method is not like yes across the board. And then the moment I say yes, go, why did I say yes to that? You know, because like then I go, oh, I don't actually have the time for that. Like now it's wild to go have a time where so much less is happening. You know, like every in terms of my job and where I was at and everything, like everything went away. You know, right. I had nothing to do it, in terms of like work and, and those kinds of things. I found things to do. But like um, that, that was what I needed to understand that, like, I can plan things and I can say, hey, thanks for asking me. Let me double check my calendar and I'll get back to you. You know, and like, like, that's a totally viable thing to do. Right. And I had no idea before that you could do that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's I didn't know you could say, let me get back to you. Thanks so much for asking me. I would love to do it, but I just have to double check. (laughs) That's some real shit. I uh, while we're uh, analyzing something I hit hit me was, oh, you need to find things that make you happy. That isn't, quote unquote, your job, which is comedy. Like my hobby became my job. And I was doing it all the time and it wasn't as fun as yep. uh, other hobbies were. And I'm like, in the pandemic, I lost performing for a year yeah. and I had to find other outlets for my enjoyment. And That's all of right. a sudden I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, maybe I don't need to perform as much as I thought. Like maybe mm-hmm. that is not as important as I put in my own head mm. because it means a lot to me to be able to travel or to just stay home with my wife. Like, oh shit. And I'm like, am I learning priorities but i had to to be forced to learn it by losing something that i was accidentally prioritizing so hard and it's like yeah i mean but i think that's it's true though like you if you look at the way our society was set up and is 
scraping and white knuckling to cr- to keep it going. <laughs> like yeah. it is uh, America is like, no, we will not lose capitalism. We will keep it. You know, like it is just like, it's in a death knell and it will not go. It will not <laughs> turn over. It's like, it's time, you know, like to me, at least I think it's Fuck time yeah. for something fucking else because this is not working. It's working for some people, but not everybody. Right. And like, it makes sense to me that, a majority of people or many people or whatever you want to say, like, yeah, this shit had to go away for us to wake up and go like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) why was I doing my life like this? You know, why was I turning these things into work that it more like a job? Like I kind of look at it as like a job is something you do because you have to, and you have to get by or whatever in a capitalist society. But, but work, your work is like, what is my life's work? What is my purpose? What what do I put out into the world? You know, yeah. is a little more open just the way I look at it sometimes. But because people use work as a job too. So Right, right. <clears throat> because it's just not like ultimately I don't want jobs to be the most important thing. And that is the most important thing in this country. You yeah. know, like you gotta go to work, you know, and it's like Yes, there are people who that's all they can do because that's the situation that they're in. And so, therefore, I want a better life for other people. (laughs) You know, like, I want other people to be able to make the choices that you and I are getting to now do. Right, I want this for everyone. That's what I want because I, I don't think I will lose anything. I don't think that I have anything to lose by other people gaining things. I actually believe I have more to gain than I could ever possibly lose then if, and we could keep our, like, I think about this all the time. I fucking love Taco Bell, dude. I love Taco Bell. And I would love Taco Bell even more if I went to Taco Bell and I knew that person was making 60000 to $80,000 a year or 160000 depending and on where they charge were. charge me $5 for a CGC. I don't give a shit. Five, if, yes, five bucks, three bucks, whatever. I don't even think you'd have to change the prices that much. Because as long it as it's not going around, all, as long as uh, you can charge me whatever the fuck you want. If you're telling me the person who's grinding in front of me is earning a living, then I'll pay the, that's I'll pay right. the right price. I, I'll as, pay whatever. It better not go back up to fucking <laughs> yum brands. CEO. That's all that matters. It, precisely. Like, yeah. I don't even think we'd have to change prices, dude. I think that's all you do is you take the money from the top and you bring it down. And absolutely. Everybody could I, earn more than a living wage. I guarantee and that it's just crazy too because like everybody just wants us to make money and spend money and then it's like but people aren't giving you money <laughs> like you're not know, getting money in but uh, people in, are siphoning it out right just like they've got this big vacuum and it's just like have you ever seen Logan Lucky yeah it's like that, that. <laughs> but but it's the rich Shoot people that. I love that movie it's so effing good dude it's really fun it's that's a great if you haven't seen Logan Lucky it's a really fun it's incredible movie. and you Soderberg, have to watch it right? like yeah it's yeah. Soderbergh and yeah. also he like he made that movie there was some weird you know he does all kinds of weird stuff or whatever in terms of like industry side of everything and like there was no advertising for that movie no, I think no that was like part company. of his. He was like, "I'm not." Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just was released in theaters, and that was it. He just like and made so, a movie. Yeah, yeah. He just like made that movie, and it's so such a. It makes so much sense within the world of that movie and what yes. that movie's about. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like of so- course you're not going to do this dumb shit, junkets and all that stuff. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you gave some. Uh, oh, if I could give one piece of sports advice, I, I would yeah. like to do that too. In reference to rugby, if you're thinking about maybe playing rugby as an adult. Uh, no matter what your skill level or you know a gender representation is, go. I say do it and choose yeah. the team that is the social fun team. Yeah. Because even the 
trust me, rugby is 15 people on the pitch at a time for each team. So you Whoa. and you need backups. So <laughs> yeah, what you do need in rugby Jesus is Christ. bodies. Yeah. So rugby coaches and and even the most even the like the most badass winner winning oriented player on the team is stoked to help teach someone yeah. who never has played rugby how to play rugby because your team survives by having bodies. Yeah. And it's just like it's not a bad sport and also <laughs> You get to go on the – and if anyone has any stage fright or fear of, like, too much attention, in rugby, you're one of 15 people. <laughs> like, you're you're part it's of a unit. It's truly a team sport. You're basically yeah. a city council. <laughs> and the and there's no there's no offense-defense. There's no, oh, like, right. no downs. You don't come on and off. So you're on – until you get subbed out, you're yeah. on the pitch. And you're, like – so you're – the 15 people are on full-time. So – yeah. And the other fun thing, and this is what a lot of uh, you know scumbags will say, is like thirty people on the field, only one ref. Shit, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. they can't be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> no, they really little... can't. In fact, they're not. No. <laughs> they absolutely are not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, River, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. I'm glad we yeah, got the dude, chance to for finally chop me. it up. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thanks for asking me. I, I really appreciate it. Really great to see you. Haven't seen you in a minute because of this whole pandemic, <laughs> yeah. but it's great to see you, man. <laughs> Felt, yeah, this thing has been my fucking lifeline in the pandemic. Oh, is yeah. having an hour chat a week with someone who isn't my wife is like. <laughs> Love it yeah, or death. Yeah, no, I get it. But we're not even you making get new variation. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> it's a closed loop. I get yeah. it. <laughs> like I'm like, like she's like, how is the gym? And I'm like, I could turn this into an hour conversation if you need. But otherwise, we're just home together. Yeah, like, here we are. I guess we could talk about search party today again. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> when you have Hell something yeah. specific you want to plug, it's out. It's already oh, out. Oh yeah, now. my special's already out. It's a half hour for Comedy Central. They're doing. It's on their um, stand up YouTube, which I think it's like YouTube slash stand up or something. CC stand up. I'm not sure. You can find it'll it. It'll be. It'll be in the show notes of. It'll this be episode. in the show notes. There you yeah. go. And so you uh, they let me name it too, which is cool. So it's called a different kind of dude. <laughs> oh hell yeah! That's a fucking great name. That Thank is you. a great Thank you. fucking name. Oh wow! I just like blew everything. I was so excited. I just like blew everything up on my side. Yeah. So oh, check that, that rolls. out. That is a great Thanks, title. I'm very happy. Yeah, I will definitely check. <laughs> Listeners, you can check that out on YouTube. Uh, your, your social media will be tagged in the post for this. Oh, so yeah. follow River wherever he is. Wherever uh, River is sold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> follow the river, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it oh, leads you to the promised land. I can't man. wait to just be like a Grateful Dead comedian, basically. <laughs> People just follow uh, me around the country. I hope someday I don't go up after you at a stand-up show, or I do, so I can say, "Man, you gotta follow the river, follow the river, man." <laughs> Just, <laughs> worth a uh, worth it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as as for me, I got my other podcast is Action Boys. Uh, we break down action movies for longer than the runtimes of the movies. It's not for everybody, but maybe it's for <laughs> <Hell> you. <yeah. laughs> And then every Monday night at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, I'm chatting on the Spotify green room map in a little show called Movie Buff, where you, the listeners, can talk to me, and we're talking about every week's new release. So Hell yeah. catch you over there. And finally, bye, shitheads! <laughs> <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world 
where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. Action. Boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>